Welcome to Drop Dead Georgia. Uh, today we have a very special guest, of course, all the way from Brooklyn, New York. He's New York, the, New York. The city's so nice they named it twice. <laughs> Brooklyn and New York City. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. New York, New York. New York, New York. Today we are joined by host of Chapo Trap House, Will Miniker. Hello, Will. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be here, though I must... Uh, I must correct the record at the top of the show. I am broadcasting to you now from the state of Massachusetts, not oh, Brooklyn. Oh, wow. I'm okay. But, but, you know, it's, it's okay. I, I know I'm associated with Brooklyn. Brooklyn's own Will Meneker, the, mm. the, captain of, the captain of the borough, Eric Adams, specific Brooklyn. I've been appointed <laughs> Brooklyn ambassador for all podcasts by Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, they've reached out, and I'm, I'm happy to promote. I'm, ha- I'm happy to do some promo on behalf of the borough that I live in. He bestowed some secondary swag. He gave me he gave me a crumb of his swag, and I, I think it's I think it's rubbing off. He's got uh, he's got a lot of a homeless problem to deal with with everybody in the Beggars Cup asking for just a little crumb of swag, Mr. <laughs> Mayor. Please, yeah, got to clear those out. Nothing to spare. Yeah, yeah the uh, the homeless encampments are being cleared out, but uh, fear not, um, all of the people that they round up will be uh, relocated to to swag camps just outside the city limits. Swag centers, swag centers, emergency yeah, exactly. swag centers. Just opening up more more room for clubs known as like Sphere, except it's all in lowercase. Like yes. kind of a nice rounded off font. Well, Will, uh, as much as I'd love to continue talking about the greatest city on earth, you were recently on a tour of the American South, which, as we all know, Georgia is in. So we're we're in we're in it right now. But you were in it earlier. How did you How did you find it? Uh, we had an absolute uh, an absolute blast on the tour. I mean, every. Every every city we went to was uh, fantastic, with the one exception of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh yeah, the well, Queen City. What uh, what I went mean, down in Charlotte? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, like the, the 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 fans are great. The show was fine. It was our first. It was our first stop on the tour, and I'm glad that was the case because yeah. it would have been rough to to mix it in um, with uh, the the superior cities. It was just Charlotte as a city is very very bland. It's just yeah. it yeah. doesn't seem like it's just uh, there's not a lot going. There's all this. Yeah, that whole research triangle thing. It's just, it's just, it's a very, it, it's a, it's a city without much character or feeling yeah. to it. And then that was, and you know, like I, I think I said this in the show, but um, like the first night we were in uh, Charlotte, um, we went to some sort of like fusion barbecue restaurant, which was, you know, it was good. It, it wasn't fused a bad restaurant. With what? At all. Yeah, what was it fused with? It was. It was okay. It was Korean barbecue, but not Korean barbecue like where they you cook it at your table yeah. and it's a. It's American barbecue, but like inf- infused with uh, Korean flavors like uh, kimchi and stuff like that. Okay. Hmm. That sounds like so, it like I wouldn't said, be bad. No, no, it was good. It was good. Like it, it was it was a good restaurant. I was happy to go there. But, you know, like, you know, just 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 another restaurant. And then our first night in Atlanta, yes. we were uh, escorted to a dubstep rave at a converted <laughs> church. Yeah. So oh. Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta really, right. really kicking the shit out of Charlotte. <laughs> Did Aaron make you do that? Uh, no, this was this oh, okay. was uh, this was this was a uh, this was a uh, another Friend family the show. show that was sort of our yeah it was sort of a rave Sherpa. Oh wow! Oh, hmm. uh, yeah, it was funny. I was like, I was I was wearing a collared shirt and I was like severely yeah. overdressed because like uh, every, every every man and woman there looked like Joker and Harley Quinn. I mean that that is kind of what you find in like the Atlanta art scene. I found is that like. You know, there there used to be like Humphrey Bogart and um and Lauren Bacall. Now we have like the the Machine Gun Kelly and and Megan Fox. Yes, we have the Joker. Yeah, and and that's sort of like we we have a lot of that going on in mm-hmm. Atlanta. 
I was uh, sad to be uh, not in attendance for the Atlanta show. Unfortunately, I had to get married. Um, <laughs> yes. I think that's a pretty good excuse. Thank you. I was, it was a good time. I made sure to tell everybody during my speech that I really, really, really wanted to be at a podcast live. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I had prior commitments. I have a new family. You know, it's just. They, they hook you up you, with a family. When it's you a get part married. of growing up. You know, I. Uh, you could have. Uh, could have asked the DJ to put one of the live shows, you know, like on the, you <laughs> yeah. know, just for your first dance or something like that. That would have been you know, great. Yeah. Yeah. Swinging to the sweet sounds of Matt Chrisman's voice. <laughs> yep. With my newly betrothed. Um, well, in Atlanta, we also met at uh, my favorite, my maybe Pete's favorite as well. I think so at this point. I mean, I don't go much anywhere else. Now. Our favorite bar, Elmir, in uh, the beautiful neighborhood of Little Five Points. And at that point, I think uh, you guys were just about to leave the next day. But um, well, how did you find Elmir? I really, I really love that place. Shout out. We, we, we kind of have to mention Elmir because in they're a, in a sponsor a, of the show. Yeah, they're essentially like they're like a third character. Yes. When when you think about it mm. in the in the over of our lives. So, so uh, how did I, you find uh, uh, two thumbs up? You know, they, they can blurb me on that if you want. I thought it was, uh, thought it was a great bar. Perfect. thought it was a great bar. Um, uh, good food. I had uh, some sort of uh, sort of spicy fish tacos or good. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Um, and I enjoyed that. It's right across the street from, uh, I believe, a former public school that's now the condos. Yes, yes, that's not, that is a. It houses um, one of our favorite people, Phil, <laughs> who is the saddest man on on earth, and uh, I believe he lives in what used to be the vice principal's office. Because they <laughs> no, they re, they really no, I'm serious. They repurposed that building, obviously, but like they didn't change a lot of the layout of it because there's a there's one apartment that I didn't ever I never saw the inside of, but to get to it, you have to go backstage through the auditorium. Oh wow, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, you know, yeah, I I I've actually. That's not the first converted school like into apartments that I've seen in the like small range of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So that's like um, if I lived in that building, I would be like I, if I lived in the vice a former vice principal's office in that building, I would always be like seething at the person yes. who had the principal's office apartment. Oh, my God. Absolutely. You got to get that apartment. Yeah. You got to move up. See, that's what I've been missing from the apartment life is like rivalries. And just the um, do you do you live in an apartment? Do you have neighbors? Yeah, that I, live you have an I live in an apartment building. Yeah. Uh, well, my neighbors are my landlords. So Ooh, <laughs> the ultimate it's a rival building. Yeah, oh, the ultimate God. rivals. Uh, um, no, but actually, they're 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 very good people. Um, I actually have a great relationship with them. Um, but yeah, it's like it's a co-op building, but I'm like I'm essentially renting from uh, people who own two units in the building and they live right across the hall. So we, we rent um, their, uh, you know, property that they own. Uh, a, but yeah, like I I, it's, it's a nice New building. York I like it. Bit. Where? What? I had a little spot in New York for a little bit. Where were you? Where you staying? I, I I had um I was in Bushwick. This was like around um I want to say like 19. 2015 okay. or something 2014. Sure. And I had I, I had a little closet that my actual room was the top half of the closet. Of the closet. Oh, you were on the top shelf. Yeah, I was dropping nine hundo. Nice. A month <laughs> for, for like half of a closet. Uh-huh. Get a parking spot? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a parking spot though. For the for the absolutely essential vehicle. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that I needed in uh New York. After Atlanta, um, yeah. where did you uh where did you guys go next in, in the South? Uh Na Nashville. Nashville. See? Okay. I can speak on that to some degree. I had a, a brief year living in Nashville or 
the metro Nashville area. I hate Nashville. I'm not a fan. I probably feel like that place about you or the way you feel about Charlotte. Couldn't stand it. But <laughs> how did you like it? <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, like, uh, I had a great time. I, I, I very much enjoyed Nashville and their hot chicken. I was going to hot chicken, chicken was and the hot, hot. And the hot chicken and is genu- And their genuine sort of honky tonk vibes that they curate in that city. Uh, I suppose. Even just, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's different. Um, I, eat- Go ahead. I did like the uh, the neighborhood that um the your guys bar was in though. I thought it was oh, a nice neighborhood. Never, yeah, I thought it was very pretty, and I also really enjoyed visiting the uh, Videodrome. Uh, oh video yes, store. Yeah, video drum. big shout out to Videodrome. I think yeah, I had, yeah, like, that, that gone place there. is a place is a palace. It's a palace to movie mindset. I love what they're doing there. Oh, it's a delight. What were your big scores at uh, Videodrome? Do you remember yeah. what you got? Oh, I bought um I bought one of Paul Verhoeven's first movies on uh, DVD. It's a uh, like his one of his Dutch films called Spitters. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think I got uh, a copy of uh, The Aviator mm. and I think 48 Hours. Sorry. I, I, I racked up a couple DVDs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was crazy the last oh, and, time. Uh, I and, uh, and, last, and Michael Mann's uh, Last of the Mohicans. I got that. Too. Ah, yes. Oh, he, did, he did Last of the Mohicans. All right. Well, now yeah. I got to check this one out. You never saw Last of the well, Mohicans. Okay. Here's the thing. My parents used to play the Last of the Mohicans soundtrack in my in my house. Yes, I can. And, oh my god, I can hear it. I can hear it right now. Yeah, and like so, I they they had that. They had Braveheart, and so these movies nice. I knew to be like orange. Your parents VHS. really loved like sort of like soaring, kind of oh, like, uh, oh, they like were, you know rousing. They, they, they were really uh, into scores. like yeah. like I guess you know period piece epics yeah and and i i think i've mentioned this on the show they they also introduced me to classical music through uh classical music for home improvements not which was not the the show home improvement wait wait so yeah Yeah, wait so okay so this was classical music you were supposed to put on in the background while you did some like light electrical work around the exactly like if you're using power tools this is the classical music to listen yeah it really turns this old house into this old home you know, <laughs> it was just like absolute bombast. But like for some reason, I guess I had I had like last of the Mohicans like pigeonholed in my mind, mm-hmm. in my mind's eye into this place where I wouldn't have associated Michael Mann. But now because like I, I'm a recent like, yeah, I know. convert. Because you, you think of Michael Mann and you think of like a sort of like these uh, like nighttime kind of yeah, urban yeah. Dream, dreamscapes so this kind of like neon hyper real modern mm-hmm. world. Yeah. But yeah, Huge like this guys. is a, uh, yeah, like that was um he did. He did that movie, which, yeah, takes place during the uh, the French Indian War. And then he did a like a sort of a, a disastrous like big budget World War Two kind of horror sci fi movie called The Keep. That's, oh, uh, the keep! I don't is, remember that. No, the keep is the, the, the studio. The studio butchered the final cut, but like you see it, and like you can see like how much incredibly cool shit is yeah. in that movie. Ian McKellen's in there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, they've got like uh, I guess they take some of the the kind of ingredients that make Indiana Jones so good, and they put it right into that like horror genre. And yeah, I, I remember that one being a delight. Um, oh, and I, I guess just, he also did um. Public Enemies, which takes place during the Depression. Oh, I remember seeing yes. that. I saw yeah, Public Enemies. Johnny Depp. Yes. Johnny Depp plays John Dillinger. The, the currently... Uh, He's a public enemy right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Johnny Dalt, more like it. <sighs> yeah. I remember I saw Public I don't know, Enemies. God, I don't know if you guys like... Every, every clip I see of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial just like... It looks re- exactly exactly like the trial of Tim Heidecker. Yeah, on, on, on cinema. Like just, yeah. 
Absolutely. Because like, he, okay, first of all, because Johnny Depp looks like fucking Manuel. He's having, he's having a point. great looks, time. It seems like <laughs> yeah, taking yeah. the stand. He's having fun talking Dude, to the lawyers. And you know neither of them are having a great time. Both of them are coming across horribly in this case. And well, but it seems like he's having I, fun. I think, I, honestly, I, I think they should get back together. I think. I yeah, think I really hope that they can. Dude. Yeah, yeah, just just try and memory hold the entire thing. Like, why is it just, all think, of us act like none of it happened? Why is it in Fairfax? Was that Fairfax? Why is the trial in taking Virginia? place in Fairfax? Yeah, that's where it's taking place. Did you know that? I don't no, know I why. Didn't know that. That's Why? the only That's fair bizarre. place you can get the it's facts like when you to come out. It's like when you read that Johnny Depp is from <laughs> you read that Johnny Depp is from Kentucky, and you're like, "What? What? That doesn't? That's not right. That can't be. That had to be a mistake." But it's true. Did you hear that um, Amber Heard actually has um, a favorite doing some PR work for her? Right? Oh now. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Uh, one, fart, oh. one Miss Fartlow. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, know. Are they dating? I thought that she well, was I mean, like her girlfriend. Is that what's happening? Is that what's going on? I, I, well, I, I, I I've heard, I've heard. I don't know the extent of Miss Heard and uh, Miss Miss Fartlow's uh, relationship. Whether uh, she's doing PR for her or whether they're dating, but like in any case, she's not doing a very good job of either because she got like permanently exiled from the court by <laughs> yeah, the judge. Yeah, got kicked out on the, for, the second for tweeting. day. Yeah, yeah. which for is like tweeting. Again, yeah, she, is, like, it's really is, funny oh, to read the record really, of it too because they're like, that's that's exactly an on cinema thing that would happen. Like, well, the that, judge that's Greg getting kicked out of the courtroom for right. uh, correcting Tim about Star Trek too. Well, the judge in the record, you can see the judge guy like she's texting. She needs to leave this courtroom, and then like uh, I guess Amber Heard's attorney says like, "Your Honor, she's tweeting," and he's like, "I don't care. She has to go." <laughs> like, she she couldn't it's show actually, her phone. She's tweeting. She's tweeting. She's not like, texting. She's it's, tweeting. It's not even about the case. It's, it's about just, it, like she shows her phone. It just has the word Israel. Yeah, I'm not even texting. <laughs> yeah, little blinking yeah. line after it. She's figuring out what yeah. what she wants to say. She just knows where it starts. Moving on, Texas uh, was the was that the next stop after Nashville or we yeah we had we had a we had a we had a brief break in between like the the like. Or the first leg of our tour, we did like, you know, like the South, South, mm, Charlotte, yes. Atlanta, Nashville. And then we had a brief break and then we were back out of the road for the Texas South. Yes. Which was <laughs> Texas and New Orleans. So we did, yeah, Austin, Dallas, Houston, and New Orleans. And I had a fucking, I had a fucking blast on every, on every leg of that tour too. I will say though, Austin was comprehensively the least weird city I've I ever been to. I was just about to say, like, how do you keep it weird if it's... They're not really doing a good not job. Not that weird. And we were there for, like, you know, South by Southwest, which, right, of course, yeah. was, you Perhaps know, a fucking, night- weird f- thing fucking at- nightmare. Yeah. I mean, no, like, I, we, we, had, we had a great time with it. But, yeah, like, that, that, that city is, like, it's really... It's, it's making a bid to become, like, you know, the San Francisco of the South. So if you like the people who live in San Francisco, but like, you know, don't like all the regulation in California. Yeah. Or, or, and, the, and the homeless people. Yeah. Just come to Texas. It's 130 degrees every day. But, right. you know, you, you won't have to you won't have to see a homeless person. God forbid. It's so cool to think about space. that, like where Towns Van Zandt's trailer used to be is like probably on Joe Rogan's ranch now, you know, and uh, the, the changing dynamics of uh, what kind of entertainers that they uh, really Provide a home for there in uh, Austin, Texas. Were you able to visit the uh, the LBJ Museum while you were? In- yes, indeed. Oh, I absolutely, we absolutely visited the LBJ Presidential Library. I thought it was fucking awesome. I thought it was great. Probably one of the funniest presidents. Probably. Yeah, we we, we uh, caught well, uh, uh, all the there, way. There's, on, was, was on the on the fr- on the first floor of the LBJ Presidential Library. 
there is a, a section of the museum dedicated to LBJ's humor that yeah, features nice. an that it features an animatronic LBJ what? like like pirate. Pi no, it's a, it's a pi it's a Pirates of the Caribbean style animatronic yeah. LBJ no. standing, yeah. behind, standing behind the podium. And it's just like, you know, he's like doing the motions and his mouth is like kind of moving in this really deeply creepy, uncanny valley way. But and then they're just like, so and then they're just playing audio of him, like yucking it up with the press or like talking about course. how he wants to f finger bang Martha Graham, you know, like <laughs> he rocked. I mean, simply put, that guy rocked. I mean, uh, I saw his little doodle of uh, yeah, Bobby Kennedy. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks like a rolled illustration of like I had, a monster. I had never seen, I had never seen those. And they're, like, they're like, the little doodle he did of Bobby Kennedy where he looks like a complete like gremlin. He did, and then he did a doodle of the Three Stooges and then one of an octopus. Yeah, no, he had, he had talent. It would be funny if they found that drawing of Bobby Kennedy in the desk of like Saran Saran after they like <laughs> went to his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy. <laughs> You'll know yeah, him. That, uh, yeah, that 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 um that 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 childish little scribble was actually his MK Ultra code. Yes, that was his trigger. <laughs> that was his trigger. Like it was like you know like uh, the deck of cards in the Manchurian Candidate. They were just like, Here, here's a drawing of a monkey jacking off. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and then it was straight to the Ambassador Hotel. I don't think he wrote that note that they did find. Just like I'm going to go kill Robert Kennedy at the Ambassador Hotel. My name is you know, <laughs> come on now. I have perfect handwriting. Here is my admission. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit I'm doing this for the Palestinian people. I want yes. to make that clear. Let that is Bartlow know for that this. when she, yeah. Yeah. Um, in Texas, the, or going back to the LBJ Museum, uh, do, were you, you, I think you mentioned this on Twitter. You were able to listen to the, uh, the phone calls that he placed about uh, ordering some custom slacks. Yeah, about, about some custom slacks for about his, his giant his penis. bunghole for his, his giant yes. dick, and he was like his giant dick and like, his money and his knife. And, and, yeah, and, he, and he, <laughs> why is he carrying he, a knife? Yeah, he talks to this. <laughs> he talks to the CEO of Hagar Slacks about like making him custom pants. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was pretty yeah. goaded. And then the the call with Martha Graham, where he's like, you know, he's like the problem with being president is that I don't get to see you too often. And he's just, awesome. he's like, oh you, and he goes. He's like, you know, like I'm married, but like, you know, if I if I wasn't, I'd be like one of them steers on my ranch. I'd jump the fence to get at you. <laughs> That's so, oh man. man, he rocks. We uh, recently watched the movie with uh, Brian Cranston playing him all the way or whatever. It was, I think it was, oh, was originally a stage adaptation, but then they made the movie. It's pretty the way good. In. He's a, he does a great job, but like, I guess they have to cover so much in so little time that they have to be like. It's wild how in the first like three months of LBJ's presidency, he met with Martin Luther King, like, all the, yeah, like Robert Kwame McNamara Ture, yeah. every single day. Like, you know, everything happened in one week. Or I guess Martin Luther King met with Kwame Ture. Sure. More like uh, that casting wasn't quite as good. The the both or both yeah. MLK and yeah, it's no one really looked like that. But anyway, uh, my uh, my movie recommendation for the uh, the best on screen Nixon is uh, Robert Altman's Secret Honor. Which okay. stars Phil, stars Philip Baker Hall as Nixon, and it's uh, it's Altman. I love him. Yeah, Joe yeah it's Altman's. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Alt, Altman filmed. It's it was a one man play. Yeah, and it's like Philip Baker Hall is the only character in it. It's it's just, it's just like it's it, he presses record on like the the White House you know tape recorder. Oh, okay. And then just and and he monologues for like two hours. That's about, awesome. Like, his whole life and and the Watergate scandal and yeah, it's like it's Robert Altman's filmed adaptation of a stage play. With now, uh, Philip, Philip Baker Hall called Secret Honor. I'll have to check it out. My brother and I's favorite Nixon 
and this might be a controversial uh, pick because he doesn't quite look like him or sound as much like him. But Anthony Hopkins, I feel like nails the vibe of Nixon. Oh, he gets it perfectly. Yeah, he's just like which one? He's just you know like it's uh, it's in Oliver Stone's Nixon. Yeah, Oliver Ah. Stone Nixon. Yeah, but the yeah Hopkins is great. The best part of that movie is Sam Watterson. Oh, the, well, that's in the director's cut. Is a Richard the, the Helms or his eyes? eyes oh his my fucking God. eyes turn black. I love he's that like shit. Sa- he's fucking Satan himself, which is you know not far off from the truth. I love but it. But yeah, no, I uh, I like Hopkins as Nixon because yeah, like he he gets he gets like the 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 character and the affectations of Nixon is the way he's like he just like he like just stalks around the White House with like a boulder just on his creep. fucking shoulder. Yeah, and he just like like some some just some like like he said he's like just sort of. Like, you know, stalks the holes of the White House like a crow on like yeah. the electrical line or something yeah. like that. Like it's just this this black cloud. There's a, a my favorite part in or one of my favorite parts in the Oliver Stone Nixon is when uh Joan Allen, who plays Pat, his wife, is like trying to comfort him or whatever or show physical affection. He just sort of like <laughs> shrugs her off and he goes, Oh, the, you know, he called he called her uh, called his wife Buddy and he goes, Yeah, oh, buddy. buddy. Oh uh, god. Buddy, he goes, Buddy, I'm I'm no Jack Kennedy. I don't need that, you know. Right. <laughs> no sex. God. No sex no no sex for me. I'm not Jack Kennedy. Well, buddy. see, I've got a bit of a populist take. Um <laughs> oh, because boy. I mean, I like many people was introduced to both the the individual, the historical figure, but also the filmic character of Nixon through Zack Snyder's Watchmen. <sighs> Yes, yes, um, and so obviously that's my that's got to be my fate. I think my first impression of Nixon <laughs> was probably the head that they have in the jar on Futurama Nixon. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charles you know, Richard II. Nixon, uh, Richard Nixon is probably one of our, our most uh, like like has has the highest percentage of like good performances playing him specifically. Yeah. Like another one I really like is uh, Dan Dan Hedaya in uh, the sort of like sort of political comedy dick with Michelle Williams and Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah. Where they play yeah, like, yeah, 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 they, yeah. They play like teenage hippie girls who become like interns in the White House and inadvertently like Zelig themselves the into the Watergate scandal. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a very it's a very good movie. Harry Shearer of Simpsons fame plays G. Gordon Liddy. Ah, it's, uh, yes. it's, it's a funny movie. And, and Nixon really, uh, as like American presidents go, is one of the more interesting characters. And uh Matt has said that uh, Nixon is one of the only interesting presidents because he's one of the only presidents that has mommy issues driving him and not daddy issues. One like million most, percent. Most, most modern American pre- presidents are like really defined by their daddy issues. Yeah, Richard Nixon yeah. was a true mama's, mama's boy. boy and he, was, for sure. he was one with mo- he had mommy issues in his head. And that's what made him a more kind of uh, gave him a certain uh, despite being in like a real evil cocksucker, like uh, a certain pathos. You know, like a certain yeah, yeah, tragedy yeah, sure. to him, you know, and, and also Nixon, like a really, a really like a really kind of like uh, sort of self-annihilating drive to um, uh, best the people that he felt had slighted him earlier in his life. One million percent. He was driven by vengeance. Yeah, he, uh, the, the Dick Nixon Twitter account is an all timer. He's a uh, playwright that's like in character the entire time he's been going for a while, but he he nailed it. I, I have so much respect for people who are doing like an ongoing bit. Yes. Like that's it's it's incredible. It takes a lot of work. Well, like it sounds like there's also a pattern of like people doing one man presidential shows. Um, I think there's George there's, or uh, there's like the Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell Bush it, yeah. one. There's obviously the, the Nixon one. There's the LBJ. Who do we still need a one man show mm. uh, president? Probably. I'd like to see what Gerald Ford would do all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like Ford. Yeah. Gerald. <laughs> Jer. Jer. Yeah. 
he's practicing the stairs, you know, trying not to do it again. Yeah, anyway. Well, let's talk podcasting. <laughs> you, you, re- you ready to talk tech? Yeah. Yeah, let's, pray, let's do it. I love, I love tech. All right. What's your um, here? Let's bring yeah, it down. We're, we're, talking, we're talking shop. We're, we're going to do this lightning round style. Yes. First time you heard a podcast. Yeah. What was your first, first time I heard a podcast? Oh, it was uh, the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, which is a problem. Like, yeah, like, uh, what I hear he's like, an atheist. Uh, yeah, he, he was an atheist, but like, you know, uh, don't get it twisted. Like the, the, the Ricky Gervais show when it was on XFM, when it was on satellite radio. And then when it jumped to like, cause that was like the first big like podcast. That was the first yeah. podcast I knew of period. Mm. And, uh, you know, like, uh, despite what you may think about Ricky Gervais and his public persona now, uh, don't get it twisted. The Ricky Gervais show is one of the funniest, is one of the funniest comedy artifacts of he's our funny. times. And, uh, yeah, like uh, that, 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 that was like hugely influential on, on just a, like me knowing what a podcast is, but also just sort of like, um, just thinking it was something that I could do, you know, yeah, just being, I, I, I was great, just greatly inspired by them. Cause I had this job where I was like, uh, packing boxes for half a day in a warehouse, yeah. but they'd let me listen to like, listen to my headphones and stuff. So I would just, I would just listen to episodes of that show like over and over again. You know, that, that does seem to be like, I was going to ask, you know, how you kind of uh, got became interested became inclined or inspired to to podcast because i know it's it's very different for everybody especially on like even just those small like generational terms like what podcast even means to any of us um but like it was something that seems to be consistent especially um you know we obviously come from like the the left wing uh angle of doing some of the podcasts and uh, it's a certain time and place, but like, it's fascinating to hear that, like so many people get into podcasting from, you know, uh, basically working, yeah. like, working class like, yeah. kind of stuff where it's like, oh, you just have to like, you know, what, depending on how working class is. Yada, yada. I mean, it's, it's like, one of the most, it's, it's one of the most common, like, I don't know, things people say to me, like at, at shows or like, you know, compliments people pay me as they say, like, oh, you make my commute uh the it's more true. bearable or you yeah. or you make um you know just just getting through a day um doing doing working like just some something to listen to something like something that's fun something that like sort of distracts you from the uh the the repetitive tasks that you uh, have to perform yeah no you guys and nick mullen have probably all like uh kept me from causing like a seven car pile up on the freeway yeah uh, it was you know no i, I mean oh, then, i do, do and then, like of a, of a of a later era, you know, like back when I was like, you know, it was just like this was this was long after the Ricky Gervais show. But like, I guess like our our, our real sort of podcast godfathers and the first people who like had me on a podcast as a guest was uh, uh, Street Fight, you know, mm, uh, Street yeah, Fight, Brett, yes. Brett, and, Brett and Brian, you know, like those guys are hugely influential and they've been doing it already like on their own. And like the, that, that was the one that was like practically um, they invited me on the show and uh, I, it, it went great. I thought I, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, wow, like I can do this. Um, and like practically they were the ones who like, you know, gave us, gave us like the most game or like just, just gave me the, the juice to like, think that like, you know, I should just start yeah. my own podcast. Hmm. Where's it go next? Uh, there was already a book. Is there going to be a movie? <laughs> there is a movie. I, there, there the was, Chapo Trap House movie. Yeah, there was a documentary. Oh, I'm talking about like a dramatic, uh, ah. well, I mean, we have some ideas. I mean, honestly, like we, we have, we, we have some like, you know, uh, script ideas we're kicking around. We'll, oh, we'll nice. see. I, I would, I would, I would love to become a, a Hollywood sicko. <laughs> That's great. Shoot them over to, uh, I'm sure, Means TV. And then uh, we got a couple more questions, just lightning round real quick, because we know you got to go. But, uh, well, something I was going to ask about, because, like, you know, um, we, 
again, like I said, we do come from like left wing background. I know that. Um, shout out to Aaron. Yeah, shout out to our friend Aaron and the, uh, uh, the now uh, defunct uh, podcast, yeah. A Time of Monsters, and how many different I think at, it's, at tags. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which one it is I, now. I have to, I have to keep, I have to keep following him like every other week. Yeah, or something, no, he, he, like, no he'll, trust he'll, me, I get it. Well, I used not, to produce a show for he him. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't been banned lately for doing anything. He just keeps forgetting to log in with the VPN on, and then they'll just oh, get right. him immediately. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm really upset because his uh, previous handle that uh, was my idea, which was Henry Kiss Inward. That was a good. One. I thought that was great, <laughs> and he and he and he and he blew it. He blew it. Because I can't use that one. I mean, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I did want to ask you something because I, I I I remember Aaron and I used to talk about this a lot. Like we brought Alex in to do like some of our weekly like news roundup kind of stuff that mm. like. Obviously, you know, kind of everybody and their mother was doing 2020, 2021 and in no small part due to Chapo Trap House's success and things like Trillbillies and everything like that. And like um, what I wanted to ask you about, though, was like, you know, it's a bit more of, I guess, a serious question. But like, do, do you ever feel like a, a, a burden of both like the education and the entertainment when you're making your show? like? Um, I don't know if I'm phrasing that correctly. Yeah, no, I I, you know I understand what, I mean? what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying completely. And I I I think yeah, I think I, I think I do. And like, um, because like you know, like uh, obviously, like when I started doing it, or like what attracted me to doing it was leading with the you know the entertainment and and the humor. But like yeah. so much of, so much of my humor and like the 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 world the, the the characters we talk about, the people we make fun of, and really like. What drives humor, I think, to a large degree is like is anger, is uh, rage, mm. and you know, like, uh, and I, I, but like, it, so much of that, from, from my perspective, of like, you know, the things I think are funny or the, the 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 humor that interests me, it comes from like like you know political beliefs and sort of like yeah, rage at the like just yeah like the evil that runs this fucking world and like you know is is steadily you know ruining the the, the country that we all have to live in. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 I take it seriously. Cause like, I, I, I never want the show to be like, like treacly or fucking preachy or like didactic, but at the same time, I do feel it kind of censored. Not, it's not, not like, I, I, I feel like the importance of like the, 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 the size of the platform we have and that like, you know, in, in a current climate, like, you know, having an, an, any, any independent media out there is important, but at the same time, I can't. Take I, like I I understand like the the expectations like people people have or but right. but for me for, for me it's like it, it it's media like that's what it is at the end yeah. of the day and media and media it, it's important to have media that you control and that can like you know reach a like comparable audience to like let's say most of the evening shows on MSNBC mm. or like you know comparable comparable to what what with the ratings are like viewers that they pull um to talk about issues that are just simply. Or just provide a perspective that is completely alien to the entire corporate mainstream media, uh, like you know, congenitally so, like this systematically so. But at the same time, like media is not power. Like media, it's an it's an important part of it. But like media, like we it can't it can't change the world. And I'm not like I, I never wanted to like we have things we believe in, but I, I just like I I guess I feel a responsibility not to get people to invest um their hopes into you know uh, hearing media that they agree yeah. with or that they that they. Uh, that, that even that, that inspires them to do something. It's just like, yeah. I'm not saying that's bad, but like, you know, at the end of the day, 
it, it, it is just, you know, media, entertainment, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Right. Like that, like that, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's tough. Like I didn't know until I started yeah, do, working on a time of monsters with Aaron that like, there is this expectation of maintaining like this perfect balance of entertainment and, and education. And like, if you're providing any sort, especially on the left, like any educational component whatsoever that you are 100% serious and 100% yeah. like on and point like, with that and this responsibility to do both. And for the most part, like I have, I, I've tried to consciously avoid that because I never mm-hmm. wanted the show to be described as like educational in any way. Right. But that being said, like, you know, the extent that like, uh, like, you know, like the, the, the guests that we've had or the topics yeah. like, like the Steven Donzinger, like I, I think, yeah. you know, uh, I was able Smalls, with the show to, yeah. yeah, to like, to, I mean, well, Christian Smalls would have he would have had a big profile regardless. Yeah, like Stephen Donziger yeah, is 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 a is a case where I think that like you know uh, the Intercept is how I learned about his case and that like I, it interested me and I was shocked that no one else was talking about it. So yeah. I figured not not like oh like this is an opportunity or whatever, but I was like I wanted to talk to him because I wanted to know about his case. Yeah. And I think I think that helped bring a lot of um, important um, you know t- attention to what what was going on um with his case and like what it represents for the future of this country but that being said i really always feel that like my my number one goal with the show and like what when i feel good about myself or when i feel like we're doing a good job is was just only is when i'm having fun recording it if yeah. i'm having yeah. fun you know t- talking to matt and felix and whoever our guest is if i'm laughing then like then i'm i can i can rest assured i can, i don't i won't have to like doubt myself or feel anxious because i've i can always pretty much feel that like if I'm having a good time, I need to be motivated by leading with that and, and have the um, respect for and like expectation or just that the, the audience will follow that rather than trying to um, cater your content or sense of humor or the way I direct the show to this kind of like imaginary audience member yeah. that's in my head and what, and what they think is like necessary or wholesome or, or funny. At Steven uh, Donziger's uh, party the other night, was that, um, was that similar at all to when Polly gets out of jail and uh, they have the, <laughs> yeah they play his song <laughs> yeah um, no it was, guys, it was actually no. more it was like it was more like Richie Apri- when Richie April got yeah, out of prison gets a, a blowjob you know, in the I, dark yeah yeah I got, yeah I got, I got, I got I, yeah so some Brooklyn girl gives him a gives him a beige and then he's just like hey. You, uh, who, who's paying you? It's just yeah. like, uh, is it him who's or me? Who's joint did you just who cop? Just, yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's joint did you just cop? Me or him? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite season of The Sopranos? <sighs> I mean, like, uh, okay, ri- like the Richie April season is great. It's good. Uh, like, Richie, it's really good. Richie's my favorite, like, I think maybe my favorite Tony antagonist, but like, honestly, I really like like the the, the last season. Like, well, I, like okay. the, I like the late, I like, I like the later seasons a lot. Yeah, like, I, I just do. like when they, when they, um, like, you know, when they just like, they really turn up the volume on like be, really beating you over the head and making it unmistakable just how he's truly a piece, he's a piece re- of reprehensible yeah. Tony, Tony is as, yes. a, as a man, a father, a human yes. being. Every single aspect of his life is just complete <laughs> dog shit. Yeah. Um, I always liked season five. I love Steve Buscemi so much. And I, I he's have great. gotten into, I mean, there are parts of that season that I understand are not the best writing, but you know, I kind of forgive it because I'm like, uh, I, I'm I'm there I, for Joey Pants. Joey Pants, it'd be Ralphie head. Over yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Ralphie head. What'd you think then on then the, like it, it, the one blonde season, character in, who's in, not in season five? Um, then, then they introduced Phil Diatardo, who I think that's is right. my other uh, favorite Tony right. antagonist. I love guy, love Phil so that much. A jerk. The <laughs> He's a Saints, real jerk. The real jerk, man. I can't believe they didn't have him in the Mini Saints of Newark as a young jerk. 
Junkyard. That movie, did you see that? Did you see Many Saints? Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> It was not good. Yeah. <laughs> Maron. Yeah, exactly. See, now now you both understand the 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 woeful feeling of having your your favorite fictional characters brought to the big screen in a in a dreadful, dreadful way. What are you referring to? Uh, uh, comic books. Oh. oh. In a Which nerd. one? Um, which one was the worst for you? The mask. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get that example. <laughs> I don't get that example because all comic books are being brought to the screen in a wonderful, delightful way. Yeah. I've, I've yet to be, I, I've yet to be disappointed. Well, each one is doper than the last. Mm -hmm. The Eternals true, they, were, I finally they, got they, to see the Eternals manifested they, they, in a way. They, they, they get better that, and like, better. made my eyes come and my better. penis cry. Mm. Um, I did have one last question last before one. you yes. let you go because sure. I was thinking about it all day. Mm. It is springtime, and you know what that means. It's time Love for us in the to air. pick the Let's song of the summer. It's time to pick the oh, song God. of the summer. Will, what's going to be the song of the summer? Does it have to be a contemporary song? No. What is this? Uh, no. It's not this even. summer, but it can be any song. Mm -hmm. But what's it going to um, be? Hmm. What do you feel? Uh, okay. Uh, just uh, the song of the summer is going to be Who Makes the Nazis by The Fall? The Nazis. Wow. That's going right. to be pumping out of every, that's going to be lighting up every party, every club. You're going to be patios, every car stereo. Yeah. Brunch time gonna patios hearing, are going to be playing. Yeah. You're yes. going to be, yeah, you're going to be in restaurants. That. Back it's to gonna kitchens, be, it's gonna be like, back to houses. Yeah, it's going to be like uh, Get Lucky, the, the Pharrell. Yeah, of course. Oh, God. Of course. Or Happy. Happy was a big, I am. Return of the Mac. Yeah, we all remember walking uh, around hearing. Uh, Turn the Mac is a great is a great song though. That's it's, a great song. That's the song. I think I would, it might be. It might that, be time to come. That's the song I'd be pleased. I'd be pleased to Return hear. Of Return of the Mac. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, there you have it, folks. We finally have secured the official endorsement from Chapo Trap House's own Will Miniker of Mark Morrison's phenomenal single, Return of the Mac. Seminal single, yeah. Return of the Mac. We finally got it out of him. We, we, That's what this has been about. We finally got it. We're sorry. We're sorry to do a little gossip <laughs> journalism like this. Oh, wait, actually. Uh, Fuck. It's, uh, no, it's going to be... It's going to be the fall who makes the Nazis and the uh, the main theme from Last of the Mohicans. That's right. Oh, That's true. Tight. We're going to be soaring. Tight. We're going to be soaring.